You're listening to Adishokbe Live, the Afrobeat podcast. When I'm drunk, she loves me. When I'm jobless, she loves me. When I'm lost, even when I no need love, yeah, she loves me like that. Like damn, damn, Like damn, 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 damn. On my leg. Can yeah, you bro. hear me? How how are you doing, man? Listen. Yes, I can hear you clearly. Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Nice to, nice it's to been finally, a crazy time here, though. I know. Nice to finally meet you. Right? Nice to finally meet you. I've been listening nice to, to the songs. Nice to meet I'll you, be, too. I'll be honest with you. Um, I came in mm-hmm. contact with you. Like I think I heard the Do Not Disturb or something some while ago, but it never really sank in. But I came fully in contact just before the EP dropped. And I've got to say, um, if there was any winner of this quarantine period, that person is called <laughs> Omale. <laughs> Man, Omar, it's on God. I don't, I don't know what to say. I'm blessed. I feel blessed. I'm grateful for the whole thing. I'm really grateful how the whole thing played out. It's on God. I mean, mm. it's on God at the end of the whole thing. It's on God. Now, talk mm. to me I'm about... Glad, I'm glad how... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to say, let's even take it back to the beginning. Um, I've heard, okay. I've read that Portacot is home. So first of all, talk to me about growing up in Portacot. What was that like? Beautiful experience. Beautiful mm. experience. I mean... Portacot is the city where, with the whole Niger Delta struggle and all that stuff, you know, um, Portacot is such a city where uh, you grow up being a man. I mean, you have to grow up being a man. You have to grow up being a man. Mm. So, you know, yeah, I mean, my mom is from there. My dad is from there. I was born there and I grew up there. As a matter of fact, this is the first time this year was the first time I left Portacot in my entire life. It's a very wow. beautiful experience, and I know I I don't regret I don't regret being coming from Potaka, and I don't regret growing up from Potaka for any How, reason. Where yeah, I miss my catch, people. I've not. Where, yeah. Where Where did you catch the music bug? How did that start for you? Yeah, you see, I now talking about Potaka again. Hmm. Um, I have the likes of um Duncan Mighty from Potaka, yeah, and the likes of Burner Boy from Potaka. Yeah. likes of um there are a lot of people that i can't mention their names right now but i grew up listening to these guys i grew up listening to them and you know and somehow my my dad my dad used to always tell me the stories of my grandfather my grandfather used to be a percussionist he used to mm. be a musician that he played percussion for this um legendary high life singer celestine uku during his mm. time so i think somehow it all started from there then me growing up into this whole, this guys and listening to hip hop. And I think the mixture of this whole thing, plus growing up in Port Harcourt, the mixture of this whole thing shaped me to who I am right now and what my music sounds like. Now, I yeah. also noticed that as a young, as a younger Omale, you, you were part of like a rap group. Mm-hmm. To start music. Yes. <laughs> talk, talk to me about that, man. Talk to me about that. Okay. Uh, 
Yes, I was part of a, um, a rap group. We called ourselves Big Two. It was I and my cousin at the time. Uh, you know, growing up, I listened to Drake a lot. I listened to a lot of Drake. So as a matter of fact, there was a time I just wanted to be Drake, nothing else. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I was in this rap group with my cousin. And he, um, at some point, we grew up. He grew up and... He thought it wasn't what we should what should what we should be doing. Mm. So he, I, I think, because because of how how it was difficult for us at that time to get like a, a studio section or try to get beats from producers. So he he said he want he he decided to stay back and allow me do the music. And mm. so so therefore there was no group anymore. It was just me as a solo artist. So I went to learn music production. I, I became a music producer. I started making my own beats. And wow. yes. You know, I became Omali, and I think part of um, part of what what helped me become a music producer was the fact that my father, my grandfather, used to be a percussionist, and I think it yeah. was just, I mean, making beats and playing drums and stuff like that is just a part of me. So, you mm. know, it is what it is. What what was talk to me about a young guy that's learning to be a producer. What did you have to do? What was that process like? Did you spend nights in the studio with adults? Or how did that go? <laughs> I spent nights. As a matter of fact, being um, being a young uh, being a young guy trying to learn music production, as young as I was at the time, it was in Port Harcourt. It wasn't <laughs> so easy, but yeah, it wasn't a very easy one because you would have to, um, for a start, you don't just come and then just begin to learn. You'd have to serve. You'd have to serve at first. You know, that, was, that was how it was. You'd have to be like the guy in the studio who just run errands, clean the places and stuff like that. So yeah, it started from there and um, I improved. I spent nights learning, watching YouTube videos and trying things out myself and, you know, once it got to the time when I meant when I when I made my first song for somebody, I started I started be, I, I started making music for people. As a matter of fact, at the point I stopped making music for myself. I was just a producer. I was just writing songs and making beats for other artists, and that happened mm. for a long time, as long as four years. Yeah, wow. I was just in the studio for four years, making music for people and writing songs for people. Until last year, I decided to make my own music. So. Um, so until you... no, not last year. Sorry, I'm mistaking it. I mean, this year. I mean, it was until this year I started making music for myself. Yeah, that's until this crazy, year. man. So you spent mm -hmm. like four years just producing and creating for other people. What kind of? How much were yes, people exactly. giving you that time? How much? <laughs> <laughs> I I love it. It was not just about the money. I did this thing about um, the process of making music that I like. Like right now I'm in the studio, you know? Mm. So there's this thing about the process. Like I said, it is, I feel like it's in the blood, my granddad and all of that stuff. I just enjoy the process of making music. I just enjoy to see what I can create. I just enjoy mm. to want to create something that is different from everything that everybody's creating. You know, there's just this pleasure that I get from just doing that. So I don't mm. think it was the money and all that stuff that kept me that long, it was because I was enjoying it. So mm. yes, that was it. Did you make music with or for anybody that's popular now that we know? 
before you got on? I never made, no, nah, I never made music for any popular artist. Hmm. The guys that I made music for were popular in my city, but not like um, popular, nationwide, popular kind of artists. It was just like some local um, guys, upcoming artists like myself, my friends, you know, we just hmm. enjoy making the music and stuff. Yeah. So that was it. It was no big, like big project and stuff. I, I made a lot of gospel music at that time too. I know wow. I produced a lot of gospel songs. Yeah. So, you know, I just love it. I just love making music. That's that's, it. that's amazing. I, I saw, I think I must have seen somewhere that you enjoyed being a producer, but it was the frustration of producing for artists and not getting them to maybe to get the content back from them that made you start singing yourself. Tell me about that. Yes, actually. Yes. Um, one of the reasons why I decided to make my own music, my, I decided to become an art, like a musical artist who sings, like a singer, yes. was because um, uh, a lot of the times it was, it was quite difficult. It was, a lot of the times I felt like I wasn't getting enough credit that I deserved mm. because a lot of the times I'm the one who writes the songs, I'm the one who makes the beat. I'm the one who, I'm the engineer, the mix engineer, I'm the mastering engineer and everything. And then by the time we're done making the song, boom, that's the end of it for me. I, I don't get to see the artists. They just take the glory, see them on the sh on show, playing shows and touring and stuff like that. So, you know, at some point, I just wanted to prove to a lot of my friends that I talked with my friends that I made music for and they just left me and stuff like that. <laughs> Um, I, I just wanted to prove to them that I could do it, that mm. I could do it myself, that I, I was actually this guy before I turned into this guy who is now always in the studio making music for you. So, mm. yeah, I think the, the first time I tried to do it was Do Not Disturb. Do Not Disturb was the first song that wow. I tried to, yeah, that I tried to make by myself to just show people that I could make music. So when I did it and I put it out, it became what it was, my city, and everybody was going crazy about it and stuff. So I just I just kept on making the music until I found myself in Lagos this year. Now, the Lagos trip for most artists coming from Portacourt or Enugu or anywhere, Lagos is always like the ultimate goal. Talk to me about being from Portacourt, growing up in Portacourt, and wanting to go to Lagos to make it big. What, what, what is it like? How, how do you guys see Lagos? No, no, no. It's for me, for me, I, I, I'm saying, I'm saying this for me because um, it didn't feel like I had to leave Port Harcourt to actually become, um, to get more audience, to get yeah. a larger crowd. I didn't feel like I had to leave Port Harcourt. I made my music from Port Harcourt. The only reason that I left Port Harcourt was because my label, my label was in Lagos. That was the only reason I left Port Harcourt. And um, to make things easier for me, to make my, um, me reach places easier, because absolutely, honestly, Lagos is where the whole entertainment is centered around. Yeah. Understand? Lagos is where um, lots of the gigs, lots, lots of the shows are being played at Lagos. Yeah. So I've been played in Lagos. So, you know, to just help me um, connect with people more and um, get access to things easier. Yeah. I think that was one of the reasons why I moved down to Lagos. Yeah. And my labor was in Lagos. So I talk, moved down. It wasn't because about... of, it wasn't big. 
Yeah, it wasn't because I you can't make you can't make music from wherever you are. You can't make good music from wherever you are. It's just simply the access to uh, the easy access to getting things. That is why a lot of people move down to Lagos. Absolutely. Yeah. Talk to me about your label, man. Uh, what label you signed to? How did that partnership come about? I'm signed. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm signed to Keycard. It's an indie label. Mm. I'm signed to Keycard, and um, yeah. Uh. It happened like after the release of my second song, Hello Brother. Yeah. Just after I released Do Not Disturb. You know, I, I when I released the Do Not the Do Not Disturb song, my city showed me love. A lot of people wanted me to keep doing it. So I did the second song, Hello Brother. And I think Hello Brother got the attention of a lot of more people than Do Not Disturb because my city, my my city radio stations, the radio stations in my city, Port Harcourt at the time, they started playing the song back to back i mean i was hearing myself in almost everywhere that i go to so wow. i think uh, yeah i i got more attention in my city and and beyond and my label got to find out about me and uh, yeah they came down we spoke and we you know they are family now they're my family now so yeah so after it looked like for us the omale story especially here in the uk was like just bang so you had two singles, <laughs> and the next thing we knew is like another single and then an EP. Why did you decide yeah. with, within your first couple of months of doing music professionally to deliver a body of work? Why did you want to do that so early? Because that's what I've been doing all my life. I mean, it's what I've been doing since I knew what um, growing up is. Yeah. Started making music before I even knew what becoming a, a, a boy, like a grown-up boy. Before mm -hmm. I knew what that was, I started making music already. So, I mean, there was no reason to wait longer. I was actually heading for. I was actually um, heading to heading for a release of an eight-track EP, which a lot of the songs were already recorded. They were already mm. recorded and made before I even got my deal, my record deal. Before, before we, before I even started thinking of dropping an an EP, these songs were already recorded. But um, with time, I just improved on them. We recorded them, we wrote them, you know, added a few more things to the beats and stuff. So yeah, it was like it is. It was not so easy, but um, I decided to release a body of work because. I want to show that I want to show that music is something that I have been doing. I can do it. So what's the essence wanting to pinch it, like drop mm. little beats of it. So yeah, I could just, I just wanted to give the whole world what I'm made of, you know, because you knew that you've got so much music. Why give them little, little drop the whole thing on them. <laughs> <laughs> that now, was it bro <laughs> now tell me about your style your style is very soft calm kind of cool was perfect for this season when we're just listening and streaming music and that style it didn't look like that style was out there popular so who influenced that style where did you get that style from Normally, normally, I'm a laid back guy. Uh, I'm mm. a cool guy. I'm. A, I don't. I. I. I don't like stress. <laughs> mm. So yes. Um, 
Uh, I'm a cool guy. I think this is just me living my life through my music. Mm. And but, um, I actually listen to a lot of Wanda Cole. I listen to a lot of Drake. Mm. So, yes, I listen to a lot of high life music and stuff. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, I think just, I think the mixture, the whole coming togetherness of this whole thing just made me what I am. And plus the fact that I didn't do, I didn't get to leave. Um, I spent almost all my teen, all my teenage time in the studio. So mm. yeah, I think everything I have known was just music. I never had time to play rough and do stuff and become loud. So mm. I think it showed in my music. So I, my music still is calm and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, the EP's titled Get Late. Um, I smashed a lot of records, over a hundred and something million streams across platforms for brand new artists. You know, that's it. That deserves a round of applause, my brother. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. I, I ain't going to lie. Talk to me about Get Laid. Um, when mm -hmm. you instantly, when anybody hears Get Laid, we're thinking girls, we're thinking, you know, Get Laid. But it obviously mm -hmm. there's, there's like a catch twenty two to it. It also has a little bit of your mm -hmm. name in it in Omale. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you weren't trying to tell people to get late. Nah, I was trying to give people a bit of myself. <laughs> that's the that's the irony. That's the whatever it is. But mm. um, the idea was getting Omale. You, you mm. get Omale by, you can't get the whole of me right now. You can only get a bit of me, which is lay. Mm. So just get lay. Yeah, that was the idea, get lay. So yeah, mm. but you know, I just had to put the D at the end. So you get laid. <laughs> <laughs> there are smash singles that come out of there. Obviously the bad influence, obviously the low, low, you know, mm. it's, it's looking crazy at the moment bad influence you're a songwriter so do you write about your own experiences yes 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 my music is basically um 70 80 percent of my reality and maybe 30 or 20 percent of um of fiction but it's sometimes it's not rigid sometimes i could make 80% fiction, 20% reality, but there should, there must, there's always reality in my music. There's always reality in, you know, yeah. So my music is what I go through. It's my daily life. I always try to sell my daily life, my, what I'm thinking, how I feel. I always try to sell that through my music. I always try to show people that through my music because I'm not so much of an expressive guy. I don't, I don't know how to express a lot. So the only place that I have, the only thing that I think I have right now is my mic, my microphone mm. and my pen, so, and my voice. So I just try to put in a lot of myself in my records. What so was bad? Always reality. What yeah. was Bad Influence about? <laughs> bad Influence was about a lot of things. <laughs> it was about a lot of things happening to me at the same time. I just recently moved to a bigger city where like a bigger city with lots more entertainment than I yeah. used to know. Um, faster place, a place where there is nightlife. There is mm. everything. It's it felt like and it felt like something else. Like it was a new experience to me. So trying to soak that in, and there was a lot of things changing. I I don't used to go to the club 
when I was yeah. in Pawtucket. I don't go to the club. I don't even go outside my studio. But, you know, I moved down to Lagos and um, a few things started changing. I go to the club now. I have girls. my hair braided. I have my hair braided. I have piercing, a lot of girls drinking, smoking and stuff, man. So, <laughs> so yes, I just had to put that experience in something i just had to it wasn't bad influence wasn't actually supposed to be like a song it was mm. supposed to be a very small freestyle i was just playing i was just trying to do something with the whole thing that's happening around me at the same time so yeah i made bad influence i posted it as a one minute freestyle on my instagram initially but wow. people at that time i had like a thousand and five hundred followers on instagram but they were they, everybody wanted the song everybody wanted the full song so yes, I made the full song and I posted it. It was supposed to be like on just my SoundCloud. It wasn't yeah. supposed to be anywhere else. But the people ran with it so hard that the song became what it is right now. Mm, absolutely. It is what it now, is though. Now, Afrobeats mm -hmm. has become hugely successful around the world. And I know you're some of the cats that like WizKid, Burner Boy, all of these guys, you see those guys mm. and you'd like to, you know, emulate these guys. What What is the dream for Omale now as a recording artist, a performing artist? What is the, the ultimate goal and ultimate dream for Omale? You know, <laughs> um, I don't like to put myself in boxes, in like small boxes and say, yeah. I want to be the biggest artist in the world. I want to sell mm. Afrobeat. I don't want to put myself in those boxes. Mm. But, you know, one of the things that I am actually coming for, I'm coming for the Grammys. That's Come one of the on. things I'm coming for, for real, man. <laughs> I'm coming, man. <laughs> yeah, so, but I, I'm not putting myself in a box that this is what I want. This is the career. This is a dream. You know, the dream is way big. So I'm going to just let it fly. I'm going to just let it be what it is. But mm. honestly, I'm coming for a Grammy, man. I'm coming That's for a Grammy. That's amazing. You yeah. got, and I'll just listen, go, I, I'll just keep going until, yeah. I, and I'll just got, keep going until it takes me wherever it, 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 I, I land. You, yeah. you know, that's a fantastic dream and, you know, more power to you. Um, you've got a, a, a collaboration you, with Olamide at the moment that I think is absolutely incredible. Talk to me about the collaboration with Olamide and what your thoughts are about an icon like Olamide. Olamide is definitely my legend. One of the people that I listened to all through while I was growing up. Facts. I listened to Olamide from the days of Rhapsody, you know. Yeah, I was a rapper myself, so, you know, Olamide was one of the people that inspired me. Olamide, Whiskey, Davido, mm. Burner Boy. These guys have been like one day cool. These guys mm. have been... I've been on my playlist ever since I was a kid. So having having myself link up with a legend, Olamide, was a big thing for me. It was a big deal for me. So, you know, and he was a cool guy when I met him. When I met him, it was like, man, <laughs> it was such an experience. I, I can't explain the feeling. And he was so welcoming, you know, we did what we did, had fun with the music and, you know, we got the song. The, the record mm -hmm. Infinity is a it's an absolute smash, you know, and I, I you know, I, I and I'm right. sure people are gonna love it just the way I do. You know, finally, who is 
you've collaborated with Olamide now. Who else would, and if the management, if the, if the management came to you today and said, Omale, give us three names and we're going to get you these collaborations <laughs> from Nigeria to Soweto to New York. Who will be the top three artists that we need to get for Omale? Definitely, I would want to have um, I would want to have a collaboration with Drake. I mean, Drake definitely. I would want a collab collaboration with Post Malone. Yeah. I would want a collaboration with Black. I would want a collaboration with these three guys. I mean, wow. And I would also like a collaboration with Rihanna. I could keep mentioning, but <laughs> these guys are, you know, <laughs> Black. Um, um, Drake, Post Malone, Rihanna, man, there are plenty of them, but these are the guys that I could mention right now. I definitely mm. want a collaboration with them. I saw you on, um, I think it was an Instagram live with Sawiti, is it? Yeah, Sawiti, yeah, yeah, Sawiti is my friend. I mean, she reached out to me during the, uh, we recently linked up during the whole NSAS thing. Yeah. So she wanted somebody to talk to her talk to people about what is really happening. The idea was just uh, to let people know what is happening in Nigeria. So people just help us and keep spreading the story. So people just to bring awareness to what is really happening in the country. Yeah. So yeah, because the news wasn't reading it, a lot of um, wasn't reading the whole thing. So people needed to know what was happening. So she had to put me on to talk to her audience. And yeah. that was it. Did you you know, as I was saying, did you send any message to Sawiti to say, yo, I've got a song for you, man? <laughs> I'm not sure I did that, but you know, Sawiti is definitely somebody that I would want to put on that list if I have if I have a large uh um if I have options, a lot of options to put, I definitely would put mm. Sawiti. But but I think definitely, definitely I I and Sawiti would definitely get something to do together in the future, I, in the nearest future. I, and yeah. uh, finally, before we wrap up, I saw a video of Jaden okay. Sancho uh, listening to your mm -hmm. music and playing the song. What, what, how does that make you feel to see not Man. only, you know, Nigerians outside of Nigeria like us excited, but to see international superstars that are really vibing to your music? What was that like when you saw that video? Man. I can't explain the feeling, bro. I really can't explain the feeling. Honestly, this was not this was not the, the um, this was not what I saw at first for a starter like me, like myself. It wasn't what I saw, but man, it has happened. I mean, it has happened way beyond um, what I saw for a start. Way beyond, and I feel so blessed. I feel so grateful. I'm grateful to God. I mean. That's the least. That's 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 everything I can do right now to be grateful. Absolutely. I feel blessed, Absolutely. honestly. I, feel blessed. I, I can't explain it. the feeling, but I, but I just have to, I just have to describe the feeling. Hmm. And what message would you like to pass to yeah. the fans, uh, especially here in the UK, where they've taken to your music hugely? What message and around the world? Mm -hmm. What message would you like to share with them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big love, big love to all of my people listening. Big love to everybody supporting me right now. Big love, I love you guys 100. Always, I'll be loyal. 
man, I'll be for you, I'll be for you guys every day, man. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Listen, um, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I think um, I, I I saw your, you know, you know. First of all, thank you very much for joining me. Really appreciate it. We love the music, like the different sounds you brought, and I'm super excited for the future for you, not only as a singer, a songwriter, a producer. Um, who's also bringing a completely mm -hmm. different style to the game. Um, it's it's always a pleasure to see somebody brand new bringing a wonderful energy in. So, you know, thank you very much for your time. When I'm jobless, she loves me when I'm lost. Even when I don't need love, yeah, she loves me like that. Like that, girl.